It's time to take the edge off with the Edge Agency. Pour yourself a glass of wine, kick back and relax while we ask the tough questions and get down to the nitty gritty of being a business owner. Welcome to Take the Edge Off podcast brought to you by the Edge Agency. I'm your co-host, Alex Radford. And I'm your co-host, Lindsay Hogan. So today we have one of my good friends, Jordan Shoemate, here with us. So I'm really excited to get you. I'm so excited y'all had me. Heck yeah. (laughs) Okay, y'all. So I've known Jordan for, I mean, really since we were born, actually. But she's incredible. So she's the founder and managing partner of Shuma Sports. She has a ton. I mean, her bio is amazing. She is the Gwinnett Chamber Young Entrepreneur of the Year for 2017 and 2018. She sits on a ton of boards, but my favorite part of her bio is just the way that she introduced herself. Jordan, can I share some of those? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) I say that. I wrote it last night a little bit late. (laughs) Okay, guys, here's what it says. Full of opinions, not necessarily ones shared by reasonable-minded people, Sarcasm is constantly falling from my mouth. She's the mother of two miniature golden doodles, Wally and Ringley. They are living proof, she says, that I don't have my life together. She's on a mission to find that perfect balance between not enough coffee and too much. She's a lover of Netflix, Uncrustables, and Diet Coke, beauty products, leggings, and she says that Lululemon is business casual. I don't disagree. Firm believer. At all. It is tough for me to get out and do things in the evening because I have to get dressed up. It's a whole it production. It takes so much time. It really does. And I get to wear gym clothes to work. So there's that. So I have to go home, shower, do the whole, you know, ordeal. Yes. Yeah. So your work. Okay. Do you want to give everyone like a recap or like an explanation of About. essentially what Shuma Sports Yeah, is? absolutely. So Shuma Sports is a full st- full service team dealer Um, And team dealer is essentially we sell uniforms to high schools, small colleges, rec associations. Um, We do everything from their uniforms, practice gear, spirit wear, equipment. And then we also do um, corporate spirit wear and promotional items. So we pretty much do anything with a logo that you can put a logo on. That's us. So do you have this passion for sports? I played sports in high school, um, and I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I had this dream to start a team sport against company okay. because it's not how it started. But I did play sports in high school. I love sports, and where I am today, I couldn't have like asked to be in a better place, and I'm definitely where I'm supposed to be. So I do love sports, and it's a great industry, and I'm excited to be yeah. in this industry. So tell us how you – so you never set out to really to do this. I did not. You know, no. I don't know. How long have you been in business? We are moving into our, let me think, we started in August of 14. Okay, so, so we are slowly moving into our fifth year of business. Okay. Right now. Yeah. So what, 10 years ago, what was the plan then? Oh gosh, it's such a long, odd story. Um, oh, I can't Because you lived this. in New York for a while. I did. Right? Okay. So I got my undergrad at UGA in marketing. Um, I was good. I just wanted business. I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I figured at least marketing, I can market myself if, right. nonetheless. Um, then decided to get my master's in luxury fashion, marketing and management. So I went to SCAD in Atlanta. Um, after that, I did move to New York and I worked for a luxury designer up there, uh, worked for Roberto Cavalli and it just was not, it wasn't for me. It it was a fun industry. Fashion wasn't my thing. New York definitely wasn't my thing. Um, moved home, applied. I swear I applied for, it was when the market was nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, of course what I drive. Was that? It was 2014, 15 ish. As far as like getting a job right in mm-hmm. college, like right. people were having problems getting jobs, living with their parents. Right. Um, I just could not find a job. I applied everywhere. Um, then I had dinner one night with my dad and one of his friends and my uncle actually. And one of his friends was an investor in this, sporting this company that was already local in Gwinnett County. And he was like, Hey, are you interested in selling sporting goods? And I was like, I mean, I haven't done it, but I mean, I'm not doing anything else actually. So, um, I came on with this company to kind of be a sales and marketing arm for women's sports. They were doing football and baseball and a lot of the men's sports, but they were having a hard time tackling the women's. Um, so I mainly started to just do women's sports, but then it kind of trickled up from there. I started doing, um, 
men's sports at schools that I was already in or doing their spirit wear. And at one point we started crossing paths. So I was kind of taking or hitting customers that they already had. So it became a conflict then. Um, he then came to me a couple of years or like, I guess it was a year down the road. And he said the guy I was working for wanted to get out of the team industry and focus just on the retail industry. So similar to like a Dick Sporting Goods, they had a bunch of retail locations mm-hmm. and he wanted to focus on that. So I worked with my dad and my uncle actually, cause I mean, they're great. I was lucky to have them in my life as great business leaders. And I worked with them to kind of come up with a business plan of what it would look like if I took on the team side of his company and let him focus on retail. Um, so we put a business plan together, acquired their team side of the business and kind of just grew from there. But it really all fell into my lap. I, w- I wasn't one of those people who set out and said, I'm going to be an entrepreneur one day. I want to start my own company. It just wasn't who I was, right. but me neither. it was lucky to, I, I'm excited that it happened this way. I, would, yeah. I couldn't imagine myself anywhere else, but it's cool that you have family that are, cause your dad owns a couple of businesses. He does. Right. So mm-hmm. that's cool just yeah. to have someone so close to you that can give you so much wisdom. And I know for me as a new young business owner, it's kind of hard to get advice or like a network when it comes to certain business things. I can't ask my dad. He's not a business owner. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of my friends aren't business owners, you know, right. so I mean, you meet people and get connected, but that's definitely like a yeah. thing. I will say I'm very lucky to have had and still have incredible business minded people in my yes. life that I, that I still do actually yeah. call, I would say on a weekly basis for advice on whether it's conflict resolution or how should I handle this? And how would you handle this if it was in your business? Yeah. So I have been very lucky to have that in my That's life. Cool. It's like your everyday life coach, business life coach, but mm-hmm. there are people like you have relationships with. Right? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's nice. Do you have a formal business coach mentor? I do not. Um, and I should, I'm one of the people who I'm over here. I promote it all day long. I'm like, you have got to get a mentor. You have got to do this. And then I don't have one myself. Right. Um, do as I say, not as I do. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I need one um, because right now my mentors in my life are people that are very close to me who right. a lot of times there is that kind of like wall that you just can't see behind mm-hmm. or even they can't give you the right advice just because mm-hmm. they're so close to Too it. Close. Oh, yeah. So I, I, see. I would highly recommend everybody having a business mentor. Yeah. Um, and I need one and I promote it. I just don't have yeah. one. So <laughs> That's I'll add that to my list. Mm-hmm. Gosh, it sounds like, because I can't remember if I said this in the beginning, but obviously like you and I have, have been friends. And so I feel like I never sit down and talk business with you. Like mm-hmm. we're just always talking friend stuff, but it really does sound like as soon as you got back from New York, ditch that. <laughs> came back to the South, (laughs) then that's like where it just literally went from zero to a hundred almost. I mean, did it Mm. actually happen that fast looking back? Looking, I, uh, gosh, when I think back on it, it's such a blur, honestly. And blacked out a little. (laughs) I think they say like your brain just can't remember like fear and pain. And I just remember being so scared. I do remember being scared. I don't remember how scared I was, but I was taking, I mean, they invested in the company. Of course, I eventually paid back. A lot of it, but they were their investors in the company and I was using their money. It wasn't mine. Right. And I was about to have to start this company. And if it was going to fail, like I am not somebody that can live with losing somebody's money on my yeah. hat. So yeah. that was a struggle. I was terrified. A lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. But it, it was, I was terrified. Started the company. Everything ended up going fine. Um, but I just kind of learned along the way that I have to learn my strengths and I have surrounded myself with people whose strengths are my weakness. And I think that's really like the biggest mm-hmm. thing that I've had to do um, to kind of get where we are. I love that. But that's amazing. Is that really true that your mind like blocks out pain from the past? I guess that's a thing like that. I've heard, I've, so I've heard, I've heard this thing. I have not done actual well, research, but I've heard that you cannot remember your brain just doesn't remember pain or fear. I think it remembers that it was present, just not to what extent. Yeah, that's true. I think when I look back at some of my traumas in life, we're not going to get into that here. (laughs) (laughs) We only have 30 minutes. We're going to need a lot more wine for that conversation. (laughs) When I look back at my pain, like my traumas, I actually don't think I remember. I mean, I remember that the like, 
I don't want to say nitty gritty details. I just remember like the basics. Like mm-hmm. I could, it almost would be like me explaining it. Like, here's what happened. Just mm-hmm. like black and white, plain and simple. Right. This is the story. But in the moment you knew, I mean, so I journal, mm-hmm. I mean, I journal a lot. And so I'll look back and be like, Oh my gosh, I really felt that way. Mm-hmm. But when you're everyday life and I'm just telling the story, it's almost so numb. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you kind of just learn how to cope with whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't feel as intense as it did in that moment. Yeah. yeah. I was I was a teen mom and Tristan's 11 now. But people will ask me like, oh, wow, like you were in high school. Was that really hard? And I'm like, um, I'm sure it was, but eh, like it was all right. Well, it's almost like, through it, I don't remember. Like right. I just don't remember. I remember it being hard. But yeah, if you ask me that now, I'm like, eh, it was fine. Yeah. Well, and I guess it's like. In comparison with that, you ha- you were a teen mom, so you you knew you had to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You knew you had to be you had to be a mother, right? And you, at the, it sounds like it, you were just kind of morphed into it, and you were like, I have to do this. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to fail. I I knew. I mean, failure is always an option, but I honestly, like, I was terrified of that being the answer. And I, just, I remember being, it was just me initially, and then we brought on one other sales guy, and it was I worked out of my car for a year. Um, and then I drove back and forth. My uncle had an office in West Point with a couple of vacant offices. So if I ever needed to like be in a room or have a meeting, um, I would be kind of in that, in Mm -hmm. his office or stay down there for a few days. Yeah. West Point's what, like an hour and a half? Uh, it's not, yeah, it's about an hour, hour and a half. It's not too far. Yeah. Um, and so he was also kind of my mentor at the time. He helped me set up Shuma because it all sounds great. You're like, oh, I'm going to start my own business. But then you actually have to have like a business license and like, do the logistics and Mm -hmm. that was not something I was familiar with so he assisted with all of that thank goodness that's so good to hear because I think that like we're probably going to have so many listeners who want to become entrepreneurs or are you in your situation where and Alex's situation where all of a sudden they are and they didn't no, they don't. They're like, how did this happen? Mm -hmm. So it's good to hear like, no, I was working in my car. I was terrified. I didn't want to do this. But it's where I was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So I took it on. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah. And I couldn't, I wouldn't change it for anything in the world. I'm, yeah. It all, it's so weird to think about how it played out, how I was in my car. And now we're in an office in Lawrenceville with like 18 people. And it's crazy Gosh. to think back, think that ever happened. But so do you have 18 employees? Mm-hmm. 18, including myself. Okay. So I have a question about managing them. Mm-hmm. How is like, what's, What's the hardest part about managing people for you? I will tell you when I first started, um, the most difficult thing for me was um, being a manager to somebody who is more experienced and much older than you. Right. I really struggled with that. Um, But essentially, I brought these people with me because they knew what they were doing and they had the experience and I can learn from that. I still today say that I learn a lot from them and I'm very grateful for all of them, but it took me a long time to be comfortable with managing um, and telling somebody how to do something that's a lot older than me and has been doing it for so long. And I haven't, Um, I've kind of come, I guess, a long way from that, but day to day, that's, that's really what I struggled with. Yeah. So you own Shuma with your brother. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. So when did he come on? So I started it in 14 and about a year went by and right when that whole, um, I guess acquisition happened with the team division of the existing company, Zach was at Equifax. Um, and I pretty much, I was like, please come work with mm-hmm. me. I don't know. I'm the first one to say, I don't know anything about finances. And if he wasn't here, we would have $0 because I would spend all <laughs> so, awesome. yeah, so I begged what, him what to him. What would you buy Jordan? Those Lululemon leggings. <laughs> Those are definitely a business expense. You were up to me. <laughs> Um, so he, he keeps things in check. Well, okay. he'll watch everyone spending an invoice. Then. He gets notifications on his phone anytime I put that credit card in the machine. Yeah. Every He's time. watching you. He does. It's like the that's worst good. business partner and the best. Mm-hmm. It was and that's it. I just, if I ever had to rehire for his position, I don't know if I could because he's so, he's very good at what he does. He is always on me about spending money, but. I don't know if I could ever trust anybody to come in and right. do the exact same thing. Yeah. Cause I don't like it for myself, but I love it that he does it with everybody else. So, oh, yeah. 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 How so, is it working with your brother? 
It's actually really awesome. He's in New Orleans right now, um, so he's working remotely. I'm hoping at some point we'll get him and his wife home to be back in the office again. But it's really good. His he he and I have different strengths. So he's more of a financial guy. I'm more of marketing and leadership and management. And um, I think we really complement each other. We actually get along great. Um, he's great at knowing when to step back from a conflict. I'm not. So of course, if I want to continue talking about it, I'm like, eh, eh, come back in here. We have more things to discuss. And he's, I'll come back later. Oh, okay. so he's great at stepping away from that when I want to kind of hash yeah. things out, but yeah. we definitely compliment each other. I think if and, I were my brother or sister, I'd probably chase them down the hall Yeah, and it would be a whole like Kardashian <laughs> scene. Yeah. You know how like aggressive they get. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, I don't care. <laughs> And but, he very well might hold a completely different opinion of how our working relationship is. He might be like, it's awful, but I think it's a really yeah. great one. <laughs> I think he would probably leave at this point if it were bad. Yeah. Don't you? I mean, yeah. So he's still here. We still have him. Yeah. And it's going it's great. So for both of you, obviously. Um, so what is your daily routine or do you have one? Something that you do every day that kind of helps you stay balanced and focused on your goals and work and organized. I'm very scattered um, when it comes to tasks that I have to get done every day. So I actually, I'm going to like give a shout out to one of my, a girl that I follow on Instagram. Her name is Macy McNeely. Um, and I use this thing that she has created. It's called the daily deposit. And in this daily deposit, I start my day every day with um, it's three gratitude, gratitude. And then you do a personal development section and then is your game day list. And it's the top five things that you would want to do every day and you complete no matter what. Um, and then the last thing is uh, self-affirmations. So that is the first thing I do every morning besides make my bed because I'm OCD about that. Um, but every morning I, I start with my game day that. list. I just make your bed every day. That. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I swear it makes you feel, at least you accomplish one thing. Like if you did nothing for the rest <laughs> yeah. of the day, you made your bed. That's Subconsciously, true. Yeah. It's a thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I didn't do it. it and now Kevin, of course, we live together. And so he is always, I'm like, did you make the bed? If I get out first and it's gone, he's still in the bed. I'm like, did you make the bed this morning? And Kevin's your boyfriend. And he does. Yeah. Kevin's my boyfriend. Our people that yeah. don't know. Yeah. And he makes the bed every day Aww. and he's so good at it. So how is he with you owning it and just owning the business? He's very supportive. He's been, he's so good. I couldn't have asked to meet like a better person. I went through like a lot of crap, which we don't have to get into um, relationship wise, but it makes you see so much when you meet the person that actually values you and supports you and like puts you on a pedestal and promotes you. And it's so that. nice to meet those people. Yeah. That's and what he's you definitely need, that person. Yeah. I mean, not you, but as a business everyone. owner. Right. I mean, everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone. He's very supportive. That. And I drag him to young professional events and he goes and I drag him to work stuff. And he's yeah. there. So he's very supportive. My favorite thing that you've said to me, this is like kind of personal, is we were talking about like getting invited to weddings. <laughs> and you were like, if I don't get a plus one, I'm still bringing a plus one. I am. So they better give me a plus one. Shout out to anyone that invites me to their wedding. If it's just me, I'm bringing somebody. <laughs> but I think that's like hysterical first off and it makes you think. And then second off, like it is kind of cool for when you are like trying to manage that work-life balance. Mm-hmm. And when it's not time to work, it's like, no, I'm spending my time with my person and they're coming to everything with me because that's. I mean, not to get into too many relationship stuff, but that's how you keep probably your sanity. Mm-hmm. So it's not just work all the time. I mean. Yeah. When I go home, he is like my support and my, I guess, just the person that I confide in. Even if I had a bad day, I'm like going home and I'm ranting and then we move on. But he's that person. So yeah, if I get a plus one or I don't get a plus one, he's coming. <laughs> Sorry. And also if I don't know you that well, I don't want to sit at your wedding by myself. Yeah. It's just right. not how it is. Yeah. I know a lot of it's done it's for depressing. cost reasons, but he's still coming. We'll eat off of one plate if we have to. <laughs> we, will, up. One. we will bring our own snacks. <laughs> Uncrustables in the purse. Exactly. Uncrustables and Diet Coke. You provide the alcohol, though. You provide the alcohol. <laughs> yeah, we are sitting here drinking wine. We need to do like a cheers for our... I know. Yeah. Right, let's do it, guys. If you're cheers. listening and drinking a glass of wine, you can cheers with us. 
Cheers. Cheers. Two cups of two glass cups. They're in plastic cups. <laughs> <laughs> two cups of red, one cup of white. It tastes even better in plastic sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it sure does. Okay, so what would you say of your 18 or 17 employees? Is there anyone that was like your most strategic hire or the person you're like, you kind of just said it, I guess, with your brother. Mm -hmm. Um, But like what role are you like, this is like the most important role that like has to be filled. I don't care if it hurts me financially a little bit in the beginning, you know, would that be like a sales role or an admin role? Like uh, starting off, there definitely was somebody that I was like, this person has to come with me. I'll really do whatever it takes because I don't know what I'm doing. And I'll, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it, I did because I feel like everybody goes in and they're just winging it right. still at any point in their life. But I was winging it. I had no idea what I was doing. Um, I knew that I could do it, but I definitely needed some direction and some help and there definitely was that one person. I'm not sure if I want to like name drop on here, but, yeah. um, and she's Here's still with Instagram us. Handle, yeah. <laughs> and she is still with us and she's been in the industry forever. And she was my, she's like the one female that we have in the office. Um, Aww. she's like a mo- mother figure. We jokingly call her mama. I love that. Occasionally. Yeah. So she's awesome. Is she like your comfort like a little bit or what do you, what does she do? Like what do you utilize her for? Pretty much everything. Operations. Yeah, Yeah, she's an operations manager. um, And we talk about everything from, like, stuff at work to employees and workflow process. And um, even as far as, like, stuff happening going on in our life. Um, But she's awesome. I I remember, to get a little personal, when I went through a whole, like, traumatic wedding call-off experience. And the day that I finally came back to the office... And I just like walked in there and she started crying, crying and said anything. I was like, nope, we can't do this. <laughs> but she is uh, very close. Like, I think we're close and we have a great relationship and great working relationship. Yeah. But she was definitely one of the people in the beginning that, and still now, I said, I need you to come with us because I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. And, and you met that. her through work. She originally. was actually working with the previous company right. that was already establishing whatever she was here. Okay. Um, and she's been working in the industry forever and she knows what she's doing. She knows how it works. That's cool. So even for us, like Lindsay and I are really good friends. So have you had a situation like that where you were friends first and then you started working together? I think the only person um, that I kind of work with now that I can say that has happened with is my brother. Just because oh, yeah. I... I know how I am in business and I don't think I'm capable of working with somebody with a friend of mine that closely. Yeah. Right. Um, and I'm just saying that with people that have my life now, it might become something down the road where I know somebody in passing and Mm -hmm. they would be a great fit and not say that it could never happen, but I just know my life right now. I don't, and I don't ever want to have to deal with the, if it doesn't work out type deal. So I've just kind of avoided it altogether. Yeah. It's kind of a risk. Lindsay and I are doing it. And it's working out well, I think. <laughs> it depends it on is. You it is. Well, earlier, it was so funny. Can I say this? Yeah. Earlier, I don't you know, know what you're going to say. say. <laughs> I thought you knew what I was going to say. Brace yourself. You can't read my mind yet? <laughs> earlier, I thought, well, earlier she was like, oh, one question I really want to ask, and we'll get there, is how you deal with like hiring or firing people. And she was like, I want to know the details. Like, do you get a warning, verbal? Do you get a written warning and then do you get fired? And I was just staring at her and because she was going really detailed. Like, I want to know every single like detail of it. And and then she looked up at me and I was like, who are you trying to fire here? Me? There's only a few of us. Yeah. It's like me, basically. The, and I don't know. It was so funny. So we were no, just cracking That's up. just one of those like hard, hard things in business. Mm-hmm. I think I've never had to deal with. Um but I mean, we had like when we created our employee handbook, we had kind of like a template and we could, you know, edit it, add to it, take away from it. But mm-hmm. you kind of have to have a policy in place for that. And I'm like, dang. And yeah. a lot of I don't know, like, I guess a lot of companies can just, you know, they may have a really formal plan and way they do it or they may just 
you know, right. on the fly. And we don't, don't have know. one of those. Um, <laughs> that is, I would say that's one of the tougher part of my job is when you do have to fire somebody and it's not fun. And yeah. I, I'm also, I definitely got my, um, father's side and when it comes to conflict and I don't like think before stuff comes out, kind of, uh, mm-hmm. starts coming out of my mouth. Right. I just start talking and it's not always the <laughs> I best. I that from my dad too. Yeah. I have a mouth. Um, and so I don't always enjoy, that's definitely the, one of the harder parts of the job is firing somebody and we don't have a process in place for that. But I have learned, um, over the years that I guess the first time I did it, I did it very wrong. The second time I did a little bit better. And then the third time I realized, Hey, you have to have something in place before you actually fire somebody like a, like call them into your office and say like, Hey, these are the things you need to work on. And if you don't, you have to give then, them an opportunity to improve. Right. So yeah. kind of an improvement plan. And I learned that after like number three, um, but it's still, there's no right or wrong way to do it. And it still sucks either, whichever way you look yeah. at it. And it's awful. Yeah. Um, at least people are always going to know where they stand with you. Mm-hmm. And that's you know? another thing. That I was my that. first mistake. And uh, when I had to fire somebody and he came into my office and he was surprised. And oh. it literally irked me because he, if you ever have to fire somebody and they didn't know they were getting fired, that means I didn't do my job right. right. And I was so, I was shook by it. I was upset. It bothered me. And so that kind of learned from there. And I will never fire somebody again if they don't know exactly where they stand with me and exactly why they're getting fired. Right. Um, but that was definitely a learning experience for me yeah. is when he came in and he had just no idea. And so, so I hated hard. that. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I guess it's probably you had to do some serious self-reflection too, because I'm right. sure the reason he got fired was a legitimate reason. And you were A, probably like, how do you not know this? And then B, you had to look internally at yourself and think. And like, where did I fail to communicate this? Yeah. Because that was one of my weaknesses that I still work on today is good communication and whatnot. Because I can be angry and I can tell you that I'm angry, but whether or not I'm letting you know that, hey, this, if this continues. Right. (laughs) I always always think you're so like well-spoken and you know exactly where your emotions stand. Like when you always explain how you're feeling. I think oh, I want to get that good at pinpointing exactly what, what I'm happy source. about, what I don't like, what I do like. Like you're so good at that. But I mean, you're that's probably always a work in progress too. Yeah, we're we're all over. But that's yes. what I tell them. I'm like, I don't need to talk to anybody about my feelings. I've got this in check. I'm great. <laughs> <laughs> that's usually a denial thing, right? <laughs> Spends an hour crying over a bottle of wine by yourself in the closet. Comes out, I'm fine. Okay, this has been so amazing. We're loving talking to you. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with Take the Edge Off. Hey everyone, the importance of having a brand identity in today's world is crucial. A few years ago, it used to only take someone seeing a logo three to five times for the brand to always be remembered. But now, it takes an average of three months for brand recognition to kick in. The world is saturated with so many companies, and in order to become recognized and trusted, you need a strong brand. The Edge Agency can help with that. Their bread and butter is branding. They offer branding sessions, logos, website development, graphic design, social media production schedules, and marketing strategies. If you are wanting to create a strong brand identity, then contact the Edge Agency for all of your branding needs. And we are back on Take the Edge Off podcast. I'm Lindsay. This is Alex. Yes, we're still here. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay and Alex and Jordan, Shoemate with Shuma Sports. So we're moving in to what we're calling the kicker questions. These are some fun questions that we're going to ask you. So the first one, do you want to ask this one? or? Should oh, I? yeah, I'd love to ask you this wanna one. You want to ask it? Okay. <laughs> should we all take a sip of wine first? Probably. I feel like I need one. <laughs> Your therapy session's about to happen. You're, <laughs> welcome to your kicker question therapy session. Here I am. I'm your non-certified therapist. Okay. <laughs> great advice. <laughs> great advice. Okay. How would your best friend describe you? Ooh. <laughs> um, blunt. Uh, very sarcastic. 
sarcastic to the point that a lot of people don't realize you're being sarcastic <laughs> and think that you're rude. Um, I think that I'm funny. I like things that other people think I'm funny. I think I'm great. Yeah. <laughs> I think very highly of myself. <laughs> sarcastic funny sometimes people think that I'm mean because I'm so sarcastic but it's really all in good fun um for you I'm also very I think I'm like an introvert and an extrovert's body like you and I it is so exhausting for me to do networking things and then I get home like god I just need to watch Netflix for three days straight and (laughs) veg out and not talk to anybody but yeah I would say that's how they would describe me I love that Okay, how were you in school? Were you, like, let's go back to, like, high school. Were you kind of, like, C's, well, I guess this is college, but, like, C's get degrees, or were you, like, very studious, got to get your homework in early? (laughs) So (laughs) I was told by my parents, as long as I had the Hope Scholarship, they would continue to pay for my school and where I lived in Athens. And so there was this thing on, I forget what it is that you, like, sign up for your classes and do whatever. There was a hope calculator, a GPA calculator. And I use that for everything. I was like, I have to make a C in this class in order to keep hope. Everything was living on the edge. Like everything. My papers were last minute. There were times when I would call and be like, my computer is messed up and I've tried to submit the paper three times. I'm going to need to bring it to your office tomorrow. Just so I could buy myself more time. Like that was me. And even in my And you went to university at Georgia. I did. I went to UGA and then for my master's at SCAD, we had to do a thesis in order to graduate. And your thesis was 250 pages. Oh my gosh. I started this thesis at 7 p.m. the day before it was due. No. You did not. So I was in a class the whole quarter or semester. Um, I forget what they were over there, honestly. But I was in a class that you had to work on your program. So I did all my research. So I had everything together, but I didn't start writing my paper until 7 PM. And I, I went to Chipotle, I got dinner and I sat in this little room at SCAD until 10 o'clock the next morning. And I gave my thesis presentation in the clothes that I had on the night before. (laughs) Yeah. I'm never, I feel like I do my best work under pressure. 250 pages. Granted it was double spaced and you had to do citations. So those take up a lot of space. And you also got to use some pictures. So you're like, here's wow. three paragraphs worth of a mm-hmm. great quote. I am definitely yeah. making sure I include yep. it. Like, and this picture is not going to be worth it unless it takes up like a whole half page. So <laughs> Okay, so you could add pictures. Yes, pictures were in there. So they it wasn't as terrible as it sounds, but it was rough. <laughs> <laughs> definitely a procrastinator. Nice. So you definitely get degrees. Yeah. <laughs> Coming from okay. a business owner, <laughs> ladies and gents, I mean, I don't know how you argue that one. Okay, yeah, yeah, I like this one. All right. If you were alone in your home for a day, what would you be doing? Like, if there was a camera on your wall, which there kind of are. There is. You have a nest egg. Is that what it's called? I do. I, I pray to God, actually, that Kevin doesn't have access to our nest <laughs> and see what I do all day. Um, but when I am at home all day, I, I think I'm a psychopath. I <laughs> organize, like, sock drawers and... Um, I will play an entire season of something in the background on Netflix. I don't sit and watch it. I'm one of those background watchers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll do every load of laundry. I will clean all the dishes, organize the cabinets. I'm psycho. My house is very clean. Good. Everything has its place. If you lay on the pillow, you better fluff it back up when you get up. <laughs> I'll yeah, that for next time. Is <laughs> I've never re-fluffed your pillow. Kevin, oh gosh, living with somebody is such a task, y'all. <laughs> a task. Kevin literally will go in the kitchen to do something and he will leave the cabinets open everywhere he goes. So he'll get a coffee mug out and he'll leave the cabinet open and he'll go to the pantry and get like, I don't know, sugar or something and leave the cabinet open. He'll start a little laundry and leave the detergent out of the cabinet and the cabinet open. And I walk through the kitchen. I'm like, how do you not know? Or how do you not hear your head walking through the kitchen? And then he'll shut his sock drawer and socks will be like hanging out of the drawer. Oh Did you gosh. realize that it was the sock preventing it from shutting? Do you not know? It just drives me crazy. But I'm very clean and he's not. So that has been an adjustment. That's hysterical. That is. I've got two boys and that is a pet peeve of mine. When the drawers are crazy. closed, but there's clothes hanging Blocking. out. It drives me nuts. <laughs> yeah, OCD, so I'm cleaning all day. Yeah. And I enjoy it. That's the thing. That's good. Yeah. That is I do good. too. It's like your little bitch. Well, you're taking care of your 
home. And you probably feel like you're getting stuff done, like you're accomplishing Mm -hmm. things. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you have a quote or saying or like a mantra, mantra of the moment or something that you go back to that you're like, this is it. Like always reminding myself this. I really should. Um, I'm like a very impressionable person, I think. So every time I hear something like that's what it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, We're the same. Yeah. I don't think I have anything off the top of my head. I could Google something really fast. Like living on the edge. <laughs> I'm impressionable. I could Google that. <laughs> I do have a I have a tattoo. Don't tell anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, As you're on the podcast. Yeah, that I got when I was, what, 18? Mm-hmm. It says, love the life you live, live life. No, it says, love the life you live. And it was supposed to say, live the life you love. The other half, but it hurts so bad I didn't finish it. No. <laughs> it just says the first half. But, I mean, it's a good one to live by. I love that. Yeah. I love that. That's fun. Do you want to ask this next one? Yeah. What? Okay, so do you have any advice you could give your 15-year-old self? You're back talking to your 15-year-old self, Jordan. What would you say? <laughs> Not to get a tattoo. <laughs> In three years, we're going to get this tattoo. <laughs> They're going to do it wrong. <laughs> it's not going to feel good. You're it's gonna, shorter. It'll be fine. <laughs> oh, no. Something I don't think any 15-year-old should be taking advice from me. Um, <laughs> honestly, I'm literally walk, – I walk around like I have it together all day long, but my socks are, like, hanging off of my shoes. But I don't know. Just be good and do the right thing. and Do your best. Always be willing to learn. Um that's the biggest thing I would say That's that good. if we can go back to words that I live by, um, mm-hmm. I would say to never stop growing to never think that you're unteachable because that's kind of what I've learned through all of this and starting a company is that the second that you learn or think that you're like the perfect leader, you're going to fail. Um, but I'm always learning. I learned from everybody around me and uh, there have so much learned to become a better leader. So yeah, I think never stop growing. I love Probably that. the best thing you could have said I'm gonna listen to that like I'm gonna cut this that segment out and just <laughs> play it to yourself every play morning. It to myself when I wake <laughs> up what did you want to be when you were little oh so many things I wanted to be a marine biologist and then I slowly when I got into college I was like I'm gonna be a lawyer um mm-hmm. and my dad he's like if I'm gonna pay for law school you're gonna make sure that you want to be a lawyer <laughs> uh, so he actually had me sit down with this lawyer in Athens and he basically told me if you you have to always be reading and if you don't like reading, you're really going to hate this. And when I left, I was like, dad, I don't, I don't think I want to be a lawyer anymore. <laughs> that's that's such a, we had a nice run. But. That's the literally your dad in the nutshell. Uh-huh. You're going to sit down with him. Oh yeah. Yep. And I, I mean, I still say I want to be like a chef and do all this and maybe it's not too late. You never know. I don't think, I don't <laughs> think anything's too Practice. late. I think I ended up right where I needed to be. Honestly, you did. But. You did. Speaking of being a chef, (laughs) if you could only have one snack for the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh, it's not even a snack. It's just ketchup. Oh, that was quick. Everything. Same. Uh, If I was on an island and I couldn't have any other food, I would be just fine with ketchup. Jordan sends me Snapchats of ketchup, little mini ketchup bottles she has in her purse. Mm -hmm. She pulled one out on an airplane. You drink it with a straw. No, she has wood. She had food. I'm obsessed. And I think it's so bad. I think it's so bad for you. I ignore all the articles I read. And they're like, ketchup is the worst condiment you can eat. Oh, what? Life. I have never. That's, that's a lie. lie. Ignore it. It's like drinking out of a hot water bottle that you left in the car will give you cancer. Yeah. It's like, I don't think so. This, I was on the phone with Kevin. We were I at a conference this past weekend. And I ordered a breakfast sandwich. And... Um, when he gave it to me, I said, can I get some ketchup? And Kevin laughed. He's like, I'm going to get you a shirt with that on. And the guy that was giving me the sandwich was like, what are you going to put ketchup on? I was like, the, the sandwich? Like, it has <laughs> eggs on it. It's normal. I thought it, but it's all, can I get ketchup on everything? I love that. Tristan will eat ketchup on his pizza. I would. Which is so disgusting and That's weird to me. But, but I'm like, here's, I, your, here's the ketchup for your pizza. <laughs> That's the one time that I'll do marinara instead, but I'm eating I'm yeah. sauce queen. Yeah. yeah. Sauce queen. Love it. Okay. Yeah. If you- <laughs> They're fighting over who just asked me this question. <laughs> if you could travel anywhere in the world, where would you go? Or where's Ooh. your next destination? Because I know you travel a lot. Where or do go- you have like a crazy travel story? I, my travel story is not appropriate for the podcast. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I do have some. I can tell you right now, my 
what was supposed to be my honeymoon was yo, I'd love to hear the stories from that, but we can talk about that off air. Oh, <laughs> those stories are great. <laughs> it was a tough time. Um, but we do, I travel, I have the, I'm very lucky to travel every year with my family. We go somewhere over New Year's. It's like my favorite time of year to just get out of Dodge and not mm-hmm. be in Atlanta. Um, last year we went to South Africa and it was incredible. And this year we're going to um, Peru and doing yeah. Machu Picchu and whatnot. But I really want to go to Dubai. Is my probably dream mm-hmm. location. That would be fun. Wow. Mm-hmm. So I love I love traveling and I get to do it with my family once a year um, and we get to go somewhere cool and my mom lets me and my brother kind of rotate picking where we're gonna go. Oh, that's cool. So it's fun. I enjoy it. Well, and you just went to Africa mm-hmm. not too long ago. Yeah, it was incredible. Yeah, how it was amazing. Mm-hmm. I want to go back so bad. I did not have enough time over there. How long were you there? We were there for ten days, and it takes a solid day or two to get there. Um, I want to say our flight was the flight home was fourteen hours, um, but it it was incredible. We did a safari the first few days, then went to Cape Town, and we were in. Um, it's Cape Town is like such a cool town. It's really like a really nice. Atlanta, honestly. City. With, mm-hmm. It was very cool, but oh. I enjoyed every bit of it. Oh, your pictures looked amazing. I know. You got to do it for the gram. That's the only reason. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. I'll ask the question now. The okay. one that I moved. There was this okay. question on the agenda, and I told Alex, no, let's not ask it here. But I'm going to humble myself and say <laughs> you were right. Okay. So how, how do you balance that work life? travel like specifically traveling because you do travel a lot how do you what do you do I would say so the whole nine to five thing I really struggle with because I do work with a lot of people that have worked nine to five their entire life and they don't really know any different and they don't see how um I guess working from home or working remotely is really a thing they really are like hands-on um but I say my goal at our office is to get people working from home at least once every like two weeks from home or just to give them some time. Like some of them have kids and some of them have stuff to do before their husbands get home, just time to do whatever. Um, but me, I'd really, I have a great work-life balance, but it's because I have the luxury of working remote remotely. I swear I'm the worst at, I don't, I don't ever go on vacation and put up a out of office email. Um, I will always be on my phone. I'll always answer email. And if I can't get to it right away, I'm like, Hey, I'll get you this tomorrow. So I say I have work, like work, work life balance, but essentially I'm just always Mm -hmm. on. Um, and I do have the luxury of being out of the office and traveling, but I really can do my job from wherever. Yeah. And my hope is that I can get everyone else that works with me to essentially kind of do the same thing, um, to on a smaller scale, but that's my angle. Yeah. It's funny that um, you're trying to get your employees to work from home because mm-hmm. I promise you, if you ask any one our age, Hey, would you want to work from home? Like if you get this job, I need you to work from home. They would like freak out and be so excited. They would atta- yeah. It would be, an, it's just, it's a different generation and it's hard to, I struggle with the generational gap, whether it be at, um, the chamber or at work, uh, just in general, but the whole nine to five thing is obsolete and I struggle with that because it's just not, yeah. I don't know, it's not a thing anymore. Yeah. We have te- technology and I take advantage of it and I feel like everybody yeah. else should too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Totally. I love um, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. this one's, all right, we're going to move back into the funny questions. I just had to, I had to ask that one. This one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you're on a long road trip by yourself, what does your song playlist look like? <laughs> <laughs> Um, this is a terrible question for me because I'm so bad at music because I'm one of those top hits people that yeah. listens to top hits and whatever is popular at the time. So I love some, I hate, I hate saying this out loud because people are judging me, but I love <laughs> no, Ariana Grande. Oh, um, no, I'm going to her concert on my birthday, June 8th. I yeah, love her. No shame. And I'm, I love Mumford and Son. So I do like some alternative stuff. Um, but my brother on the other hand is obsessed with like jam bands and, um, doing like music festivals and so I swear he got in the car one time and was like, I don't listen to anything on Sirius Radio below, like, Channel 52. And it was so, like, snobby. And I was like, mm, okay, Top Kids is on Channel 10. So rude. <laughs> and, but he's 
not one of those people. And I'm just kind of whatever is popular at the time. That's what I listen to. Yeah. I love a good, like, bop. Oh, yeah. A good bop. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kind of similar in that way. You're the DJ. Lindsay's the DJ. She's always got got a song for the moment. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, you're in charge of the playlist. Okay. What has been your most favorite day? Oh, a day like for my entire life. Yeah, no pressure on answering this question. God, yeah, seriously, <laughs> I got a lot of them. Well, that's a good. I thing. mean, you're not getting yeah. any younger. Um, off the top of my head, yeah, first thing that came to mind. It's still hard. I mean, the thing that came to mind was still a great day, but heck, I'm gonna say this and be like, there was actually a thousand things that were so fun. Um, the day that I went with. You just like literally kidnapped me from work and we're like, we're going to a winery today. Yes. That yeah. day was so fun. Aww. We said that- clear your calendar and we picked her up. Yeah. And we went to a winery and she had no idea where we we're going. Literally none. And we started driving. And of course I don't like knowing where we're going. So I harassed them the whole way, but it was, I was going through a tough time. No, I was going through a tough time and they, Lindsay and Jeff jumped in and said, Hey, we're going to do something fun today. Yeah. Um, so take off work. And I did. And I also had the, my coworkers are very, very supportive. If they didn't, if they weren't supportive, they didn't tell me they weren't supportive. But after my whole like wedding situation went out of, out of town and like left and just kind of did me and whatever made me happy for at least a month. And they were all supportive of that. And Lindsay, and I jumped in and took me to a winery. And it was the most fun day. Number one, I hadn't been there. It was um, beautiful. And, of course, I bought tons of wine that I'm still sitting on. <laughs> I haven't gone through yet. Oh, so beautiful. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. I love that. That's a good day. All right, we're going to start just wrapping it up and kind of end on some key notes or some key topics. Yeah. Um, maybe just tell us if there's any, like, number one – no, no, that you would say to a new business owner or someone thinking about getting into business for themselves, or I mean, even if they've been around for a while, but just what you're like, don't do, don't do this. Or if I could go back and change this, I would do it differently. Something to sidestep. Um, I've learned everything the hard way, literally. And stuff that I could have asked, easily asked ahead of time and gotten advice on, I jumped in. I was like, I'm going to just do this and right. see what happens. Um, and sometimes it has worked for me and sometimes it has failed miserably. I've learned the hard way on everything. And I think that is the biggest part of like starting your own business and growing and learning. So everything that I've done, I honestly wouldn't say that I would change it because I learned so much from it. Um, so there's not one thing that I would say, don't do it. Um, honestly, do it. Like you might, you might feel yeah. really bad, yeah. but you'll, you'll never learn. do it again. Never forget. True. So I don't think there's one thing that I could say not to do. I would do everything and kind of go with your gut and learn from it. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was the best thing. That was the best thing that I did to Mm -hmm. kind of get where I am and learn. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And I'm still doing it. I can, I'm still going to mess up and I still do all the time. Same story of our lives. Um, Do you have any final words of wisdom? Anything anyone should know? I'm sure I do. I think the biggest thing that kind of helped me is where I am now is that I've just surrounded myself and I kind of touched on it earlier is surrounding myself with people whose strengths are my weakness and I don't know everything and I never will know everything and I should focus on what I'm good at Mm -hmm. um, and let everybody else handle the stuff that they're good at. And I think surrounding yourself with people whose, I guess, strengths are your weaknesses Mm -hmm. is really the biggest thing you could do um, to be successful and also to... Um, never stop growing and changing. And yeah, one of my favorite quotes says hire people who are smarter than you and then get out of their way. Mm -hmm. And I love that because you want to hire people who are going to add to your business. Mm -hmm. So that's why she hired me. (laughs) Smarter, Naturally (laughs) you are in a lot of ways, in a lot of ways, you know how bad I am at Instagram. (laughs) She's like the Insta queen. No, I'm like, how how do I do it? <laughs> That's what I'm doing with Twitter right now. All of our, so our industry is on Twitter, which I don't, mm. I don't understand Twitter. Yeah. I don't understand the end game. I don't know what the purpose is, but all of our coaches use Twitter. And so 
at our conference this past mm-hmm. weekend, they were harassing me. They're like, you're not on Twitter. You're not doing a good job with your social media. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, sorry. I know Instagram yeah. and Facebook. You know who can help you with that? <laughs> you know what Twitter looks like? Oh, yeah. And I, I, well, I need some help. This is perfect. <laughs> we can sidebar that. Keep drinking. <laughs> we'll talk I about this. Hand the bottle over. It sounds like it's going to be expensive. <laughs> Zach, are you listening? That sounds like your dad right there. Yes, Zach Shoemate, we will be um, sending you our bill. I don't know how to use Twitter, but Lindsay does, so it's going to work out great. I love it. Um, Any final questions? Anything that you think – I know that you're involved heavily in, like, young professionals networks, um, network groups. I mean – through the Gwinnett yep. Chamber. Through the Gwinnett Chamber um, specifically. So Gwinnett, look, Gwinnett Young Professionals, GYP. Uh, I am very involved with them. I love it. Um, I would say for me, my it's got me, I've got to know a lot of people in the in Gwinnett County. I'm from Gwinnett County. My, my office is in Gwinnett County. Um, I live in Atlanta, but Gwinnett County is like my home and my child. Yeah. And I love everything Gwinnett County. Um, but I am very involved with them. We have a bunch of events and I'm always looking to get to know people and would love it. If y'all would come join us. Um, we have a few events coming up. We have one at Boulder Creek coffee in Lawrenceville, Oh yeah, which I just went there the other day. That place is so cool. We worked Mm -hmm. out of there a lot. I mean, We'll talk about office. So thanks for the phone call, guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. Wow, well, put that on myself. <laughs> but it's a morning mixer, so it's on April sixteenth at eight thirty at Boulder Creek. Um, but we also do some evening ones. We just had one at Nitro Zone in the evening from like five to seven, oh, and we just hung out yeah. and bowled and played games. Did and- you go to that? Or Rebecca was going to go where you were going to go. Oh, yeah, no, we didn't. But they're but fun. We did, yeah, I heard about that one. Join us, and then we also do. Um, more of some like, uh, I guess, leadership building and marketing stuff. So we have another one called Millennial Hustle coming up on May 21st oh, I love um, at Gwinnett Tech. And it's from three to five. I like how y'all are love. doing them during the day, honestly, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I mean, I like, I think it's a good mix the morning after hours. And yeah. And so the lunch ones are life. tough just because you spend time getting there. Um, you end up doing the event and then you get back and then half your day is gone. So yeah. You, it's tough. So I like doing them in the evenings or yeah. the whole three o'clock and leaving. And then you're done by five o'clock. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Um, and it's working. You're still being professional slash having a drink. So yeah. Yeah. slash <laughs> like us right now. Yeah. Well, that's all I have. Yeah. Um, tell us, tell everyone listening where they can find you. Um, yes. Shuma sports website, social. Yes. Yeah, so we have a website. It's under development. So, but it still has all of our contact information on it. It is www.shumasports.com. And then we also have Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and those are all at Shuma Sports. So also, if you if it, you can find my information on the website. So if you have any questions for me or just want to reach out, grab coffee, pick your brain, whatever, Love it. I'm Perfect. there. Well, thank you so much for mm-hmm. being a part of our first episode that's coming out. I think it's so exciting to have you specifically. Um, I'm so glad y'all had me. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I loved hearing the backstory and the good and the mm-hmm. hard. And I think so many people are going to be able to learn from this. I really do. I mean, I'm ready to already listen to it again. I I'm, I love talking about myself too. So <laughs> nobody doesn't like talking about themselves. So that's it was true. Fun. Yes. Awesome. I enjoyed it. Thank All you. right. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Take the Edge Off podcast. We hope this gives you some insight into the nitty gritty world of entrepreneurship. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Edge Agency for podcast updates and more about what we're up to.